This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. Ah, nice. Okay. Are you ready? I'm very ready. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to another session of The Playhouse. This is me with Mike Saitos. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, I've been dissed how um, I've only been having men. And Kambo has told me I've been having men's fellowship. It's men's fellowship here. <laughs> <yet. laughs> at the Playhouse. At the Playhouse. But behind the scenes, I have been begging you for a long time to come. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> That's true. But, As you've been begging me, I've been hoping to see more women. Oh, yes. So, yeah, but, anyway. And other women are hoping to see more women. I know, I know. Okay, but anyway, thank yeah, you so are. much for being here. Yeah. I am so excited for, to, to hear your life's journey. Mm-hmm. And I know so many people are. So, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, boys and girls, put your hands together for none other than Kambua. Hey. <laughs> Budget is not tight. God is good. <laughs> Kambua, let's kick this off. Mm-hmm. And my first question, always on the playhouse, I like going to the genesis of your love for music. Yeah. So I always start by asking, when did you fall in love with music? I fell in love with music from as young as I, when I could understand what music was, um, because I grew up surrounded by a lot of music. My parents um, were and are both music lovers. My dad uh, used to play the guitar from, you know, from his college days. So I grew up listening to my dad play the guitar. I grew up listening to his records and he just listened to everything from reggae to country music. And then my mom, who is, has always been the church girl, mm-hmm. brought the gospel music element. So music surrounded us growing up. Um, we, we sang a lot of hymns at home in Kikamba, in Kiswahili, Tenzi uh, Zarohoni. We sang in English. So so it was around me everywhere. Um, so it be, I'd say it, it became, even if I hadn't wanted it, it was a part of, a, of my DNA that I couldn't get away from. Uh, but I just simply started to gravitate towards opportunities that allowed me to sing or to be surrounded by music in one way or another. What I love that beginning already. Okay, I want I want I want to I want to understand Kamboa a bit more. The person. Yeah. So siblings. I have two brothers, an elder one and a younger one. So I'm the sandwich. Hey, and you're the one who they I protect. protected. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And then this time when you're saying um, growing up, where, yeah. where were you born? Are you in Nairobi? Are you abroad? Are you in? I was born in Nairobi, born and raised in Nairobi. 
um, went to school in Nairobi, moved a little bit outside Nairobi for high school. I was in Lukenya Academy. Ah, let's even, even before high yeah. school, primary. Let's primary, I was in Kianda school. Oh, you're in Kianda school? Yes. And at this time, are you participating in... I was, I would lead songs during mass. Um, and we had mass every other day. It's a Catholic school. Um, we had, would take part in music festivals. I was always part of the choirs. So, um, so there was that musical aspect at school. There was that musical aspect at church as well. We were mm -hmm. members of um, Sitam Valley Road at the time. So in Sunday school and then graduated into Fortress. I was singing in the, in the youth choir. So just everywhere and then of course back home there was music so around me in every way I was involved in music and who are you listening to at this time I was listening to so gospel integrity music was really big I was listening to Ron Kenoli, uh, Alvin Slaughter, Don Moen um, away from gospel I loved Lucky Dube. <laughs> Lucky Dube. That's not what I was meant to hear. But. Yeah, I didn't think so. Yeah. I, I, I've always had a love for reggae music. I think my dad made me fall in love with reggae music. Um, I was also listening to a lot of country. I love Jim Reeves. I love uh, Kenny Rogers, Dolly Parton. Um, so these are the people that I grew up listening to. And then, of course, now the pop sound, there was a lot of uh, Whitney that mm -hmm. I was listening to, Mariah Carey that I was listening to. Um, and then now, eventually, later on, in my later years, I started getting introduced to African artists. And that's where my love finally found its home. Okay, so you then get introduced to... The African sounds, because all this time, ni maju to maju to maju Praise God. Okay, so who's uh, tell us about the season of being introduced to African? So, and this came like I feel like um, it came much, much later, much mm. later. Like I was uh, when I first intentionally listened to an African artist. I was done high school. They, they, they were playing. I think in uh, Yvonne Chaka Chaka were playing. Billy Abel, all these people were playing, but I'd never intentionally been introduced to one and listened to their music so so i finally um and it's mbuvi who introduced me mm -hmm. to the first person he introduced me to was angelique kijo and i was like what is this like she, she's she's just different yeah. you know um her music had th there was life in the, her music that i hadn't heard with anybody else and it wasn't even I didn't even have the runs and mm. the, those maduidos that a lot of music had, but it has so much life. And then I now started doing my own digging and I found Kajanin, who I just think is brilliant. Mm. And I connected with Kajanin because, um, and if you listen to my music, I'm, I'm, um, I'm a lover of straight singing. I've never been, <laughs> no, I, I, I can listen to it uh -huh. and I appreciate it. But it's never been something that I've wanted to do. Like, oh my gosh, I need to learn this run or I need to. It's never been me. But I, I'm very drawn to just power singers who can hold a note. And that was Kajanin for me that she could sing. Sometimes like she's whispering, but it, it's such, it commands such a presence. So then I started listening to Yusundu and Salif Keita, who I bumped into one time and it completely made my day. Which we're going to talk about. Which we'll talk about. <laughs> uh, I later got to jump on stage with Angelique Kijo later on, which what? we can talk about. That that ha happened completely by chance. Um, but I, I started to listen to these artists and they started to influence the direction that I wanted my music to take. Amazing. Okay, let's go back. Phew, I like this whole jumping thing. Okay, so you finished primary. Can I ask what year about, about when this is just for context oh, of time? Okay. For okay, so you can count my years. It's fine. I finished. <laughs> no, no, so that somebody watching this in 2050 gets I, an understanding. That's true, because I could have started standard one when I'm like 12 years old. You know, you never know. Anyway, um, I finished class eight in 1998. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. So after that, now you go to, you go, and at this time, are you, are you thinking, hey, I really love music. Music is the direction I'm going. Or are you just finding your At way this time i'm really just loving it i i'm not even thinking that at that time that i'm even allowed to think of it as this is what i want to do mm -hmm. so i'm not thinking of it as a career i just know that i'm really in love with this thing called music um but i know like especially my, my dad was a was a professional you know he he, he was a uh, a lecturer he was a professor mm. so 
I knew that I am expected to take certain mm-hmm. paths in mm-hmm. life. So even getting into high school, I still, I now I was doing music more intentionally and I, I completely dived into this thing. But I knew that um, after high school, I need to go study business administration <laughs> or something, mm. you know, my dad was an economist at the time. So um, it wasn't, it, it was like just a hobby that I really love. Okay. Not a career. So where did you go to high school now? I went to Lukenya Academy. And now boarding? Yes. Okay. So I went to boarding school because um, when I was in Kianda, Kianda was like a walking distance from my house. Mm-hmm. And whenever I got into trouble, <laughs> my mom would walk to school. <laughs> I'd, you know, drop by. And <laughs> I felt like I just wanted to be far from home, you know. I I wanted to experience life and um, so I, I, it took a bit of convincing because I remember even when we were doing uh, our entrance exams to go to high school, my, my folks made me do LCVR, which was again not true, but it's like in the vicinity. <laughs> your, your folks are a bit protective, right? <laughs> I'm the only no, girl, right? girl, yeah. So I did Kianda still, even as I was protesting. Um, and then I did Msongari, you know, like, can we just walk to the schools around here? <laughs> but I'm like, no, I really want to go to boarding school. And then what worked for me was my, my dad was also like, I want to switch the system from 844 to GCE. So, mm-hmm. um, and then somewhere in there, he said, okay, we can go to boarding school if it's not too far. So Lukenya is actually not too far yeah. out of Nairobi. Um, and I loved it. It was boarding school. It was different. It was a mixed school. I had done eight years of um, exclusively girls' school. So it was just a completely different experience. But I loved it um, because I then got to also make friends from all over the world, literally. But more importantly, I um, Kambua, who had always been an extremely shy, and I still am, <laughs> but I had been extremely shy in high school i started to slowly come out of my shell and mm-hmm. uh, so i would uh, do a presentation during uh, school thingies whatever it is if it's a church service or whatever and it started to build my confidence because now i had a fan base mm-hmm. you know in school mm-hmm. <laughs> they had a fan base if there's an event they're like come on we'll sing for us you nice know? So they, they believed in me, they cheered me on, and it gave me that confidence to be, okay, I can be on stage and I can sing for people and they appreciate what I'm doing. So that was a very important time for me. And uh, let me ask, at this time, are you, have you, are you born again? So I got born again when I was really young, um, when I was in primary school, actually, and it's my mom who led me to Christ. Uh, my mom is a minister, I think I mentioned that. Yes. So my mom led me to Christ and then, you know, Sunday school helped me continue to, to groom me and my faith. Then when I got into high school, I sort of got into a crisis in my faith where I suddenly realized that I was saved, but I don't know why I'm saved. Uh, it, it, it's sort of like, it's like it had come with a package, mm. you know, <laughs> you're in this family, yeah, so exactly. it, we get saved in this family, we get baptized. <laughs> That's so cool though. <laughs> it's cool, <laughs> but I really wanted to understand why and what it means. So I, I can't say, I won't say that I backslid, mm. but I started to question yes. my faith. And I questioned it to like the very basic, what does it mean to say Jesus is Lord and Savior of my life? And... Um, it was also during that time, towards the end of my years in high school, that I now decided I want to follow Jesus Christ for myself, mm-hmm. not for my mom, mm-hmm. not for my dad, not for my pastor, for me. I want to follow him. I want to know him for myself. That is so cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, why, why I was asking that is just sort of to also understand the basics of your music because of being, again, being mm. born in a Christian family. Did you make that decision for yourself? Mm. Okay. Anything else that you feel like is worth sharing about your high school days on your musical journey? At this time, are you like more thinking, hmm, this music thing, I want it long term? Yeah. So um, my, my high school life because of now the exposure we were getting from time to time you go for a music festival with other schools and whatever it did start to feel like i really want to do this thing more you know Mm -hmm. but what is the more what can i explore again i was still very cautious like what am i allowed to explore um so high school 
I knew it was making more sense, but it still, I still had, didn't feel like I had a green light to, okay, I want to be a singer, you know? Um, I also, and it wasn't just the music, I just felt alive in the arts. I felt mm -hmm. alive on stage, acting, you know? Um, so, and I had people used to go to Phoenix. I'm like, what is Phoenix? I want to go to Phoenix. <laughs> So, um, so you are an actor as well now. Now in in, in high school, this is the yes, stage where now you begin yes. exploring more than just Kambua the musician. Yes, okay. yes. I start to be Kambua the girl on stage who's acting as well. Um, so now, the the time that I feel was defining was after finishing high school. Yeah. That period where you're. This yeah. 2002? The, the, yeah, uh, I don't know. Are you doing, do the math for 98 me. 98 <laughs> plus 4. <laughs> yes. It's 2002. Okay, thanks. So, um, it's that period where you haven't yet gone to college. Um, you have a lot of time on your hands. Mm -hmm. I started to explore avenues to, for my creative side to get nurtured. Mm -hmm. So, I had the auditions for Phoenix. I went for those. I didn't make it. And I remember it was a rainy, rainy day. I, I, had, I got there, I had my tope, but I was like, I'm going. And I auditioned and I didn't get through. So here's the thing. I cannot dance to save my life. And Phoenix, Phoenix at the time, or maybe for that particular production, he had to be a really good dancer, a really good singer, and a really good actor. Mm -hmm. So I could act, I could sing, I could not <laughs> dance. I couldn't dance. I did not make the audition. Um, I... A friend of mine called uh, Andrew Mudure, who's an actor here in Kenya, one time he came to me and Drew said, have you ever thought of acting? I'm like, yeah, but you know, I tried. He's like, just come, we have auditions. I'm, um, I'm acting with, with heartstrings. We have audition, uh, auditions, our lead actress dropped out. Yeah. Um, why don't you come and try out? I'm like, okay, I mean, you know, it doesn't <laughs> have <Yeah>. time. <laughs> <laughs> so I went to heartstrings at, uh, at Allianz mm -hmm. and I was given a script and the, 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 the director tells me, okay, you have a few minutes to look over these lines and then come in and act it out. His name is Victor Bear. Mm. And so I did it and I, I, I walked in and did my lines. He's like, okay, we start rehearsals tomorrow. Blah. And I was like, um, <laughs> it was one of those auditions. You know those situations where you're, I wasn't really coming together. I just wanted to make my friend yes, happy. Yes. So we move on. <laughs> now I have a job. Board. And I'm you're like, the lead actor. This? You're and the lead, lead female actor. Yes. And I'm looking at this this thing is like thick, you know? So, but we, maybe if for preps us for cramming, <laughs> I does. crammed that thing. <laughs> so, um, Can you remember the name of the play that you were doing? It was called uh, Funny Business, mm -hmm. Funny Business. So we did that and then we did another one. And what, and what was the role of Funny Business? I'm just trying to understand your versatility in acting. Gosh, what was my role? Aye, aye. Um, I, I vaguely remember being, uh, ah, man. It's all that? good. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> it was 2002. It's I understand. A, it's a long time ago. <laughs> okay. So, so, so what happens now? You, so you, we did that, and yeah. then that opened up to another one because once you once you started, leads to another, and leads to mm -hmm. another. Because I said, oh, she can do it. She's available. So I was doing these shows. But hold on, I don't want to pass over that first yeah. time on stage yeah how how was it i mean this is the first time that you acted not for school yeah this is like your debut it performance was like over, my debut yeah. i i just remember being um well one i was terrified but i was also very excited and the excitement was more than the terror mm -hmm. so I, the, the 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 fear was like the fire in my belly for here's my opportunity i have to really do this thing and do it well mm. And I remember when we did it, and we did our first show, and we got a standing ovation. I was like, "We did it!" You what? know, like I did it. I did. I did not faint on stage. I didn't forget <laughs> my lines because those are my biggest mm. worries. You know, um, like we pulled it off. The audience was laughing. The scripts were brilliant. I don't know how, how heartstrings used to be able to get such well-written scripts that would make people laugh from the beginning to the end. So guys, really. Um, enjoyed it mm. but as I was doing these things I was not telling my parents didn't know where I used to stay I they just thought she's maybe with her friends at the youth group <laughs> or something you know I was not telling them because I kind of at the back of my head I thought my dad won't really approve of this um, these things that I'm doing mm. 
So I kept it on the DL, but then I didn't know that they would start advertising these shows on the newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> so that's in one day I've come home and there's a newspaper wide open on Apple in front of my mom. She's like, so you're an actress now? <laughs> <laughs> like uh yeah <laughs> this is like we're like on the third um show show yeah, yeah. so she's like oh so when did you start <laughs> <laughs> so i started explaining to my mom and she was not opposed to it it was just like when are you going to tell us that this is what you're doing um so now that my folks knew what i was doing i now just kind of got into mm. it um but then now apart from acting i was doing a lot of singing now we'd moved from from Valley Road to Parklands Baptist. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, um, you know, my pastor... In Valley Road, were you, like, singing on stage as well? Were you part singing, of the worship team? I was part of the, a group called Fortress. Yes. Uh, the Fortress Youth Choir. Mm -hmm. So I was singing at Fortress Youth Choir. I did... I got a solo once um, to do so, but mostly I was singing with the choir. Mm -hmm. um, I also auditioned at some point during that time, I auditioned for... G21 that what? was for Youth for Christ. I remember G21. Yes. On the way to Rongai, those, the event was there. Yes. So um, at the time, I don't know if you remember, G21 would do, they, they would audition, I think, about nine people and take them on tour, to, like to the US and, and things oh. like that, if you, if you remember that. Um, so th this opportunity came where they were looking for another. A bunch of people to do a tour in the US and I thought yeah I think you know this is my opportunity so again I went for audition I was never afraid to go for the audition it was mm -hmm. when I got there that's when the, <laughs> the trouble came so I go for this audition and um, you know the, the 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 leader at the time I just I got instantly intimidated when I saw him he, he was not uh, he was for you know I'm not checking with anybody this is serious business show us what you have come to do and I was shaking like a leaf, but I was frustrated because I knew I could do it. Mm -hmm. And he says, if you're not able to sing looking at us, you can turn around and face the wall. I literally turned around and faced the wall <laughs> and I sang. <laughs> do you, do you, can you tell us who the, who the guy was? <laughs> His name was, I think, Don Osman or something mm -hmm. like, something like okay, that. Okay. I could have gotten the name wrong, but it, it was Don something. Anyway, um, so I did it and I sang and I was shaking and okay, thank you very much. And I left and a few weeks after that, I, I remember going back to church to my youth pastor and I told him I went for this audition. I'm so I was so discouraged mm. because I was like, man, I bombed that audition. Mm. And he encouraged me. In fact, we went after that, we went for a youth retreat and I forgot about it. A few weeks later, I get a, a, a response from Youth for Christ, and they're like, congratulations, you made it through the first round of auditions, now you need to come for the second. I was like, no, what? I am not coming. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I'm not coming. <laughs> I'm not going through that again. It's okay, it's never that serious. I'll I don't need to go to you, it's okay. Church. Yeah. I don't need to go to America, it's fine. <laughs> so I continued to serve at my youth church. You didn't go back? No, that was the end of it. Are you me. serious? Yes. I, mean, I thought you were going to change the story no, and tell no, me how no. you went and you went no, to the tour. No, no. dream was not for me. <laughs> what? I mean, <laughs> part of the reason why I like why I like sort of um, indulging on the story is sort yeah. of to understand. You mean you've said how you are a bit intimidated and that, how that began changing in in high school slightly, slightly, and even on stage. You know, you're yeah. and now even you're talking about now this experience. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so so you go back to to. You, you told us now you're going to Parklands Baptists. Yes, yes. Uh -huh. yes. So I'm I'm actively serving in the youth. I'm a leader. I'm singing. I I, I joined a group called Eneza. This was in the Big People Church. Mm -hmm. um, I was poached by my pastor Wellington. He said, "No, you need. We need, we're underutilizing this gift." So I I was poached into Big People's Church, and I was singing with Eneza. We were traveling around the the country, singing at different places. It was such a, an enriching experience. I learned a lot from these people who are much older than me, but were seasoned musicians. Mm. Are, are there any musicians who you can, who are, st people who are still musicians who, you, yeah. who are in that, in that Eneza time? So, um, 
maybe not in mainstream that you'd recognize them in that way, uh -huh. but um, uh, one of the people was, I don't know if you've heard of the Uzele family. Uh, those are the gospel foundation of uh, yes. Kenya. Of course. So, um, I know the youngest, Asaf Uzele, okay, who is okay. one of Kenya's best bassists. Okay. But Uzele family are... They're huge. Like they need to be in the playhouse. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. please bring them to the playhouse. Um, because we had Manu was with us at Parklands Baptist. He played the guitar. He still does. Still such a great musician. Jonah Uzela later became one of my longest producers. Mm -hmm. um, I have so much respect for him. So uh, th they're they're there. They're just not what? in the circles that people recognize, yeah. right? So those are the people who you are in this Eneza. So in Eneza, we were mostly with uh, Manu. And then uh, my pastor Wellington, we were with another uh, gentleman called Caris, who's also a really good mm. guitarist and musician. Um, yeah, and, and others. Okay. So I'm, I'm singing in Eneza. Um, I've passed out on this other opportunity to go for Youth for Christ because I'm, I'm, I, I have a gift, but I'm very, I was very timid. I was mm. very, very timid. Now, a little while later, we get to, um, there, there comes an opportunity from this organization was called Passport Incorporated. They were from the US, uh -huh. based in Alabama. So they're holding a youth camp in Kenya and they worked with a, an organization here called Africa Exchange. Where they were, so they were coming with a bunch of kids from the US mm -hmm. and they wanted a bunch of kids from Kenya. Put them together, we were put at Brackenhurst. Mm. So, you know, my youth pastor was like, Kambua, Twende, Twende, Twende. So he got me in there and a few other of my friends and we went for camp and it was fantastic. We had a really good time. And then I remember the last night of camp was the talent night. And you guys sign up if you have something, you know, you want to do a song mm -hmm. or whatever. And I thought, okay, you know, it's my chance. I never passed out on those opportunities, <laughs> by the way. I took them. Auditions, you're good. I was good. <laughs> it's once you make it's it. After. <laughs> so, so I signed up to sing and I prepared, um, I was going to sing It Is Well. So I, I, my, my time comes and I'm called up and I go and I sing this hymn and I finished. And I just remember finishing when I was done singing, there was... I mean, you, you know how youth comes out. Mm. We're rowdy, mm. we're loud, we're whatever. But I finished singing and there was pin drop silence in the room. And it, it, it also, first it unnerved me like, what's going on? Mm. But there was like pin drop silence and then there was some people, some kids wiping tears and whatever. And I thought, okay, something special just happened in mm. this room. And um, when I went back to sit down, and I'm trying to gather myself, the leader and his wife came up to me to where I was sitting and they said, Kambua, we think you have a very special gift and we're wondering if you'd like to come to the US and share that gift with other kids in the US. What? And I was like, yeah, it's okay, <laughs> you know, I'd love to. This was like, literally, I don't even think it was more than four months after I had said no to the other mm. opportunity to go to the US and tour. So I go back home and like, mom, daddy, you know, there's this opportunity. And they're like, yeah, do it, go. So um, 2014, I was in the US. I landed in Alabama, green. 2014? Uh, gr uh, sorry, no, 2004. 2004. I'm sorry, yeah. 2004. I landed in Alabama. Um, I traveled with a friend of mine also, Patrick, who was asked to also go for the same uh, program. We land just, you know, as green as you can imagine. I have never been abroad. I'm just like, I remember thinking we're driving through Alabama and I'm like, where are people? Like people are not walking around. Where are they? You know, like. <laughs> it's not how the movies look. <laughs> yes, not how the movies look. What's going on? Everything is so clean. What is this place? Um, but so we did uh, summer camp that that mm -hmm. year in the US. We worked summer camp and it was a great experience. And I really started to feel there's something for me in this music. It feels like the music is just opening opportunities that I never thought were possible. So so when you say summer camp, explain to, uh, to Nairobi. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> so what happens with summer camp is, um, you know, like the way, like I grew up in Wadi. We'd go to mm, Word, Word of, of Life, Life here yeah. in Kenya, where it would be like this week, it's uh, the teens, it's da, 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 will come for camp. 
and we'd have our leaders taking us through camp and we'd after the week we go home and then the next week another group comes maybe a different age group so throughout the holidays every week there's camp happening yeah so now translate this to the u.s summer camp would happen during the summer period the summer break get, yeah. so a few months of camp week after week after week so my work um, i was assigned as a bible study leader we'd meet different teams every week there were different age groups mm -hmm. or from different regions um we would we were mainly based in um north carolina that for that first one but then later on we started to move around from in different states because i went on to work with passport even later in my yes. college years yeah. So, um, so that's basically what summer camp was. We'd come, they'd learn about the, the word of God, get to explore their gifts and talents. We'd do community work as well, just a full yeah, I get it. yeah. And so, you're saying this experience. What would you say was a big takeout for you with this experience? My takeout was just to was was that I have something. I do have something to mm -hmm. offer, and if I can believe in myself, then this thing is going to open opportunities that the I world. cannot even imagine mm. the world mm. literally yeah so um, so I come back to Kenya and uh, I now I, I get into university here why did you go to university here? I started at African Nazarene University. Okay. I say started because I did not finish. <laughs> <laughs> said, what, were you, what were you studying? <laughs> Business administration. <laughs> not by choice. The professor won. <laughs> So, <laughs> all props to him. <laughs> oh, I you know, love I, my I, dad. I like that transition. You know, no, I, I, I figured out this gift of music needs something. So what are you studying? Business administration. <laughs> you have to stay true to the cause. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Let let me get you some cake. Yum. Okay. Okay. So Kambua, let's continue with this story. So you've come back. You're in Africa, Nazarene. Yes. The professor has won. Yes. <laughs> Where, where, where does the story go on from this? So now you, you're studying business administration. Yes. Okay. Um, I'm studying business. So I started with, I need to just say this, for the, it has no relevance to my story whatsoever. I started with a bridging semester of mathematics because I failed math in high school terribly because I hated math. Mm -hmm. I just hated, like I would see numbers and just see like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It gets blurry. Yeah. So I never made any effort to, to do well in mathematics. So, and my dad would say, you know, you need mathematics everywhere you go. I'm like, no, I don't think so. <laughs> so anyway, here I am at Nazarene doing a full semester of mathematics alone. Oh my goodness. Anyway, finished it. Um, got, uh, you needed to, you either pass or fail. There's mm -hmm. no like a T, A, B, C. Mm. So I passed, thank God. Okay. And I started doing my um, uh, business administration. Um, so here's the thing. I was doing, my grades were good because mm. um, I understood what it was and and I to some extent I, I'd say I appreciated and sort of enjoyed it mm. but I knew my heart was tagging me in a different direction so and I knew that because um, so now in, in at the university I was actively singing actively mm -hmm. like um, performing there's an event it's chapel I'm singing I'm singing so Anybody at on campus knew there's a girl called Kambua who sings. Mm. And and um, just so that I can understand, were you residential there? Yes. Okay. okay. I was. I'd oh. just come home on the weekends. Okay. So um, <clears throat> I in 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 uh, at the university, I really really knew that music is what I want to do. Mm. Music is what's making me happy. Yeah. So um, I knew that. I really, really want to do this music thing and I want to do it seriously. On the off, off school, off campus, I was doing, I had started doing BGVs for people. So at this point, I happened to be, one of my classmates at the university is a friend of mine called Kavi, who happened to be Kabuda Mwanzia's baby sister. Mm. So Kavi is, was and still is my bestie son. And she's like, my sister is a, like, I'm a mega singer. Would you like to like do BVs for her? Mm. Like, yeah. And just just for the I know you us us music guys know what BVs are. Okay, background <laughs> vocals. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so she introduces me to Kavuda to Ndenya, uh audition, and I start doing backup vocals for their events. Whoa. 
So that's where I met Aaron Rimbui. I met Kongo, who used mm -hmm. to play the bass, and just all these musicians. What, what, what was their thing called again? Was it what? Uh, there was uh, so those so first Fridays which I was not doing. There was they were called the Four the Four Wings. Four Wings yes, band. Yes. yes. So we so we were gigging with them, and it was really such a fulfilling musical experience for me. I was literally gleaning from the greats. Kavu had been to Berkeley, and she 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 would sing things which me I had never had. You know. Mm -hmm. So I was learning a lot. Um, I was also doing uh, BGVs for River Road artists. <laughs> Why are you laughing, okay. Esther? No, 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 no. How? <laughs> you, your so, uncle from Westy. <laughs> how, how did you even get into that space? So um, I'm actually trying to remember the genesis of this, but I think part of it had to do with the, um, the, 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 the Uzeles I was meeting, mm -hmm, the yes, Carices. Okay. They started to introduce me to other artists, mainstream artists, people who are working in River Road. And I remember this, this is the most interesting one, is that I did BVs even in Kikuyu. You'd go to studio and you're told, this is what you're singing, you're taught and you sing. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm singing. So w what's funny is years later, I remember one time being in the US and bumping into this lady and she's like, Kamwa, my name is Wanja. You did backup vocals for me. <laughs> <laughs> in CG Witchy at 2000 and what? My first Kikuyu album. I'm like, wow, <laughs> look at that. So... <laughs> I, I need, I need, I need to. You know, there's something that you've said here, which is huge. Yes. I don't want to. I want to sort of go back to this space. Yeah. This first and foremost, for you to do BGVs means you started earning off music. Y yes. You're be, you, you, yes. You get it paid. Was, you're getting. It was very minimal, but yes, I was getting yeah. paid. The concept was there. And and also now you're being introduced into the industry of music. Yes. Yes. So you are. You've. The thing that, that for me is huge there, you have entered a studio. Yes, I entered a studio. Like, can we talk about like the first time that you entered the studio? So when the first time I entered a studio, and I think, um, I, I could be wrong, that, but I think the first one was at Kasangas, because a lot of the artists in River Road used to record at Kasangas. Um, so the concept was very different from what it is now. Mm -hmm. We'd go into studio, um, you're all given Everybody has a mic, the soprano, the alto, the whatever, whoever. You've all been taught the song, you've learned, you know your parts. Mm -hmm. Yes. Are you ready? Yes. Start, go. go. <laughs> <laughs> no stopping. No stopping. And you go all the, if someone messes up, you, we all start again. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I, I was loving it. I was really loving it. And um, I, so I started being called to do backup for many other people it started giving me the experience that I hadn't gotten in the other hmm. spaces. This is now experience of being a studio, a recording artist. I then started to meet, I met people like Gidi Kimanzi. I met him because I went into his studio as a backup artist for an artist called uh, Bahati Gatere. Um, so, um, when we were setting up the price list, there was something that was called direct recording. What is this direct recording? So no, this is a recording where you record straight onto the DAT. DAT is the digital audio tape, mm -hmm. which is what used to hold masters. So come again. Yes, you record straight into DAT. What do you mean? You mix as you go. You record and then mix and then master then. No. Uh -huh. So one, the musicians have to be on point. Uh -huh. They have to sing on key. There's no take two. There's no... Oh, I was a little flat to take a two auto-tune. That rubbish was not there. <laughs> but yeah, no, just, just auto-tune it should be fine. Because what you're singing is what is ending up. As you sang it, not yeah. at it. Edited with none of that. The musicians have to be... Oh, this is live. It's not, there's live, then there's direct recording. No, no what, I, what I mean when I said they're they coming there with musicians, yes. it's not a T. Yes, um, if, okay, most times it's programmed drums, mm -hmm. so the beats are going. So, guitar, inengia. Bass, inengia. Keys, inengia. Lead, inengia. BGVs, inengia. Stereo feed. 
So, you know, I meet Gidi and 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 Kapo, what you're happen? an OG. <laughs> <laughs> like you've been in the game from <laughs> Guys think you just that the Konishiki. That is no. that is way back. It's way back when. Okay, so, so, so I had to cut you short right away. <laughs> so you 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 get in the studio with Gideon Kimanzi. So yeah, I get I get into the studio with Gideon Kimanzi, and I remember doing backup for for, for this artist who, who also became a friend of mine. And um, after we were done doing the project, Gidi goes like uh, in in Gidi words. <laughs> Gidi's words are usually few. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but in Gidi words, he said. Th- th- you have something there's something that you have and I-, I want to see where we can take it so can you make time and come let's record something for you and I'm like yeah what? you know so that's how i started working with Gideon Kimanzi uh, my first album has maybe one or two 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 tracks that Gideon Kimanzi did um okay let's talk about now yeah this is so so Gidi calls you and tells you come and work on your own song. Yes. Before this had mm. you did you had you written your own songs? I had never. Okay, so I had written my own songs, but they were not the kind of songs that I was ready to take to a studio. I I felt like I felt like and this is the one area in my um artistry that I've had to grow into. Mm-hmm. I felt like my songwriting was not good. Um, I would write my songs and because of the influence I had had of the kind of music, the bulk of the music mm-hmm. I'd listened to, I'd feel like, why am I writing a song that sounds like integrity music? Mm-hmm. And I want it to be heard in Africa, like as an African song. I get, because you said after high school, you started falling in love with this, yes. this African artist. Yes, so I'm like, it's not good. They're not... My songs are not chomokai, like, <laughs> you know. I get. The, the, the sound is not the sound that I'm wanting to gravitate towards. So um, so even when I was when I started working with Gidi, he did a lot of the songwriting mm-hmm. for and with me. Um, Can you remember the first song that you actually jumped in studio to record? The first song I jumped into studio to record was, okay, so it was for, there was a competition that Radio Walmini put out. Mm-hmm. They said we're looking for a peace song. Can all singers submit a song? And I thought, okay, here's my chance. Um, so I looked for. At this time, I had been introduced through Parklands Baptist. I had met the late Kaberere, Peter Kaberere, mm-hmm. and Cabs was a, a, a great songwriter from way back when. I said, Kaberere, there's this opportunity. Can you help me? So he helped me write. And Kaberere at this time was in Jogsi. Was, yes. he, was, he, was he a radio he, musician? He was in Joxi. Okay. He was in Joxi. So Kaberere helped me write a chorus to a song. And then I built the rest of it from there. Um, and I went to studio. That's the first song that I recorded. Where was this song recorded, Easter? I, I, I tend to think it was Jonah Uzele who mm-hmm. recorded it. It was Jonah, actually. Um, Jonah, uh, at that time, was working at Bruce. Or the Ambo studio. studio. Yes. So we recorded the song. It was called Amani. It was the first time I recorded a Kambua song. And I submitted it to Radio Walmini. And um, so I, I'm now thinking, um, this here is the back and forth where mm. my dates are so weird all over the place. Because I submitted it to Radio Walmini and then I remember being out of the country. That's the time I was in the US. Mm-hmm. So um, as I'm in... America, my mom calls me and she says, your song won. I'm like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Your song won. Okay, what did I win? You won 50,000. What? I said, do you understand how much money 50,000 Kenya shilling was, was in 2004? It was a whole lot of money. What? So I come back to Kenya rich. So now, okay, so Kidding. this time when you're, <laughs> no, but when you had gone to the US, <laughs> you had gone for now this this thing that you're telling us about. Yes, the, yes. The summer camp. Yes, it was the time okay. for the summer camp. So I come, so now when I come back, I have this money, which I needed to do more Kambua songs. Mm-hmm. So I now go to Jonah and I tell him, I really, really want to do music, like my music, but I don't really know how to write. And, um, but I know what I want to say. Mm-hmm. So I remember talking to Jonah through um, a lot of the things that I was going through at the time. And one of, one of the prime 
primary things being that I'd had a very ill father during mm -hmm. that time. Mm -hmm. During my, from um, end of primary school, getting into high school, high school was really, really tough for, for my family. Um, all the way getting into college, it was, it, I remember it being a, a, a season of years of struggle, mm. financial struggle. Um, and that's like, I feel my life is such a huge testimony because I went to the US not Ha with my parents not having a shilling to their name wow. and I was not old enough to have a bank account you know um and so it was always like God was always ahead of me mm. with everything so um so even then winning this 15,000 was huge you don't understand how huge it was that's <laughs> something I came back rich you know <laughs> yeah it could yeah. finance your dream exactly so when I go to Jonah and I now, I'm now able to afford us to pay for a song pay for studio and i tell him this is the situation we've been in and the reason why the situation felt so tough for me was i was singing at church i was singing at all these places and people would come and tell me oh my gosh you, you sang and you really you blessed Just me, me yeah. you, you lifted my spirit the situation in my home has changed and i'm thinking the situation in our home is not changing mm -hmm. it's getting worse mm. and it was such a again it was a place where my faith got I question a lot of things mm. um so anyway so i explained this to jonah and that's when jonah uzele and i'm glad i can get on camera and say this that jonah uzele wrote nishikilie what yes writes Nishikilie which we got from um, the 23rd Psalm um, and then he produced it together with a gentleman called Desmond Bosire. Yep, I know Desmond Bosire. Yes. So they, 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 they do this track for me and I go in to, to, to record it and because of now the experience I'd had in those studios recording with the, with the River Road artists, but these guys, these guys have some mad experience because <laughs> <laughs> you know the way we, we go into studio, I have fanya verse one, now get ready for verse two. Yep. Because of that experience of doing 20, one tick. Yes. I got it in and uh, Jonah said, okay, press play, are you ready? Yes. Nishikilia was a one take song. What? And um, I also learned even working with Jonah, he taught me that sometimes what sounds like a mistake to me is not a mistake. Mm -hmm. When you listen to the music, you appreciate how authentic it was you know so you can sing sometimes and your voice cracks a little bit uh -huh. but then we wanted to perfect out and it would do your part jonah taught me to no let it go you know let it be what it is um so that the, the, the crack carries some authenticity there's, there's and emotion a life. yes yeah. there's an emotion it carries that you might not be able to capture by trying to perfect it so we did nishikilia uh, and then now 
Can we go back to Africa Nazarene University? Yes. In fact, before we go to Africa Nazarene University, yeah. let me shock you. Okay. So, and I want you to explain this. Okay. So, there, there's a lady I know back in the day when I was at Kijiji. Yeah. And I had her hard drive, and I'm going through the hard drive scene footage. Her name is Kathy G. <laughs> and she shows me a <laughs> video by a lady called Kamboa. You saw that video? <laughs> <laughs> So funny, when I did the interview, I have looked for that video. You didn't find it? it nothing. Praise it's the Lord. Because <laughs> <laughs> me to try. You know, because when she showed, Kambu has just come back. This, I, Of course, I saw it much yes. later when you've come back. Yes. You released Nishikile, yes. probably won't even a Groove Award. Mm-hmm. But I'm looking, I'm like, who on earth is this? It's not Kambua. <laughs> it's night and day difference. Can we talk about that experience? <laughs> Or was that after? No, the, so that's also you were trying Gates, to hide. Eh? I, I actually, you know, it's good that you reminded me about this story. Kath Gates was introduced to me by Jonah. She happened to be mm. very good friends with Jonah, and um, he, uh, you know, he he's answered to tell me, "Let's shoot a video for you." I have a friend who Kathy had just moved from the U.S. Mm-hmm. She had lived in California for a very long time and was doing film, Hollywood, whatever. So she's come back to Kenya and she wants to shoot videos. So we met. And uh, so there was a song, one of my songs was called Nimeo Koka. And she said, yeah, let's, let's shoot a video for mm. this song. So why I laugh and why I'm like, may that video never see light on. <laughs> <laughs> it was a Parklands Baptist. Yes. My dancers were a group called 501. 501? Yes. Working Alex? Yes. Mutuo Matheka? Yes. Just <laughs> <laughs> my dancers. What? So <laughs> why I'm like, okay. So a part of me sometimes is like, I really would love to see that video, mm-hmm. you know. I'd love to see where I started. But why I kind of just felt like, watch a trip is I remember, you know, us having this conversation of, you know, you need to just be as natural as possible. <laughs> as natural as possible, just come as you are, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> Let me tell you, your video in night and day. I'm going, I'm going to look for it. Can you, please? I hope you have it. That's a real kuparara. Like, I don't know who lied to me. That was not a good idea. You know, when people say, I woke up like this. They usually have done a lot to look. But then let me tell you, Kambu is not lying. When I tell you I looked at that video, I was like, hey, <laughs> Kambu has come from far. 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 <laughs> so, <laughs> so funny. I'm glad I remember that video. <laughs> anyway. I'm glad you don't have it. <laughs> Listen. You know, it was my very first video. Yes. And, you know, we distributed it like KBCs, Juhu. Uh, for some reason. Honestly, God has always been on my side. <laughs> that video for the end, every... <laughs> <laughs> we are going to find that. <laughs> you <laughs> my so, <laughs> so you just came as you are. You you approach the throne of grace. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. Okay, so, so so that's what. Okay, now so I understood that story of that video. <laughs> hey, it was funny. What is the name of that song, by the way? <laughs> it's called Nimeokoka. Nimeokoka. Okay, mm-hmm. we can go back to Nazarene now. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just hit my Okay, sir. We'll come back. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. <laughs>